Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Dolphins had 65 plays last week, 20 carries and 45 pass attempts. Josh, considering that, um, does, how much do you see that changing just in a single week? I'll, I'll say, I'll give you like a a, a 10 play swing. Where, where, where do you feel like that will go in terms of uh, uh, Miami's options in, to, in terms of choosing to pass or run the football? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this will be a little closer, right? Like 40-30 kind of split type thing, maybe play-wise. I mean, I think they are going to run the ball more, but I guess a lot of it depends on Raheem Mostert. Sounds like he's out, right? Or at least banged up for this one. I don't know. Exactly. If not, he was, he, that was Is just he... a rest day on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. okay. My bad. Like, shows how much I've been paying attention. So we got Mostert out there. Um, he looked pretty good the first first game of the year. Is Devon A. Chain going to get, you know, more reps? I don't know. And I want to see Eric Ezukoma continue to be that Debo. So we'll go 40-30. I think they do try to tone it down a little bit, maybe run the ball more because, again, I think the Bill Belichick and those Patriots are going to be out to try to stop the passing game and to force, you know, that run de- that run game to do something or to a ton of a load to make a mistake and, you know, not target his guys and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, which um, then Braxton Berrios is just going to feast. Eric Azucama, you mentioned him, two carries for 12 yards, and he just looked really clean in the backfield, which is I thought was the most impressive part. Usually when you try those type of plays, it just looks really ugly and it doesn't work. Something I want to bring up, Josh, I don't know if you saw this. Daniel Jeremiah, he works for NFL Network, and he does Chargers games, uh, I believe radio. Uh, There was a challenge where I, I forgot what the challenge was, but it had Mike McDaniel on one side and Brandon Staley on the other. It just wants to give the reaction to the coaches. Mike McDaniel noticed that the camera was on him and he started mouthing run the ball the next five plays over and over. So you see that you see all the stuff Mike McDaniel does was the entire off season of we're going to run the football more all tongue in cheek. Was it all just a complete lie? I mean, I don't know. I mean, after that first week, I mean, I kind of was leaning towards it all being a lie a little bit, right? I mean, and you can't really fault him because he does have Tyree Kill and Jalen Wilder. You can't really fault him because he does have, you know, he's finding ways to get these playmakers in space and to get that yak. So um, I don't know. I mean, we'll wait till the end of the year to say if it was all tongue in cheek. But after that first week, I kind of felt that way. And you have to love that story, right, Jake? I mean, you and I will never be football coaches, but if we were, we'd do quirky stuff like that. If the camera's on us, you know, who knows? You might even give them the finger or something here or there. So when I heard that story, I was just, uh, I thought it was the perfect, you know, it, it tells you exactly what type of person Mike McDaniel is. That he can sit there in the middle of a challenge, you know, in the middle of a game and kind of uh, joke around a little bit. So um, I don't think it is, but, you know, maybe if they get Jonathan Taylor, maybe he'll start running the ball a little bit more, right? I mean, I think we got like three more weeks until <laughs> we'll hear rumors of that pick back up, but um, you really don't need to run the ball as much as we maybe had thought with those playmakers at receiver. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, what are your thoughts? Like if Armstead played last week, do you think they would have ran the ball more? Um, I was talking to this with Cat a little bit, just like that stretch the outside behind Armstead just kind of seemed like the bread and butter play for so long. Um, do you think maybe Miami's choice to pass the ball so much in week one did have to do with the fact you're missing your top offensive lineman? That's a good, I mean, tinfoil hat. That's a good um, observation by you. I mean, I can't really say for sure, but I could see how that would affect it and why, you know, they might go out there and, and pass the football more. But again, I think it, a lot of it had to do with Brandon Staley coming into that game, thinking that he can almost do what he did last season. And um, Mike McDaniel just having a whole new bag of tricks up his sleeve, but you could be onto something there, Jake. I guess if Teron Armstead's out there and we see him run the ball more, maybe that we maybe you can say you're onto something with that. 
Where do you feel someone like Devon Achan fits in against a physical New England Patriots defense? They forced a mean fumble, I think, on Jalen Hurts last week. Do you see this as an opportunity to get Devon Achan not only in, but against a very tough defense? This is someone who ran for 1,200 yards in the SEC. Or do you see this more of just more physicality? They'll kind of just stick with Raheem Mostert and Salvan Ahmed, at least early in the season. And then maybe um, as everyone gets banged up a little bit, then you might see A-Chain start to get sprinkled in until he gets that consistency under his belt. Yeah, at this point, I'm not really sure what they're looking to do with Devon A-Chain. I still think Salvin Ahmed's above him on the um, depth chart. So you got you got Salvin Ahmed, you got Raheem Mostert, and you got Devon A-Chain. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know how much he'll he'll be targeted in that offense, but he could be that guy that you come out here and unleash on Sunday night football that the Patriots haven't really seen much of and, you know, takes one of the house, and then who knows what comes of that. So I'd like to see Devon A-Chain out there, but, again, I think that they're confident with Mostert and Salvin Ahmed can do that um, – they can continue to redshirt him if that's the route they see they want to go. Who would you think if let, let's say, you know, you just mentioned it. Mike McDaniel does this quirky stuff that we would probably do. If he had the fire, if you had the firepower, he does at, at your disposal and you wanted to have a Sunday night football star, who would you pick to have like a statement week two, as everyone's watching, who do you want the whole, uh, you know, NFL to be looking at like, damn, this guy just went off. We talking offense or defense? My thing uh, went to I went to I'd one of the realm. Offense. offense. We'll like, stick yeah, to the who's, offense. Who's Mike McDaniel going to cook up to be the stud? Just you know, get the maybe the five extra plays just designed for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to go with. I think Jalen Waddle is going to be that guy. I mean, I was going to say Braxton Barrios. I wanted him to have that coming out game because I'm kind of high on him after last week. But I think it's going to be Jalen Waddle again. All the focus is going to be on taking Tyree Kill away, maybe bracketing him. Jalen Waddle, I, I feel like he could have done a little bit more last week. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, what he had like four catches and I, I think it was like nine yards. yards. Yeah, nine yards yak on each catch or something like something like that. So, um, yeah, I'll go with Jalen Waddle. Who do you think? I I actually was going to try to pull off some sort of like Eric Azucama. But, man, the more I think about it, everybody's talking about Tyree Kill. Nobody's talking about Waddle. I think Mike McDaniel knows that too. And I think Mike McDaniel wants to give Waddle some love. Not that I, I know anything, but I mean, I could see a two touchdown game just so like everybody on, on Sunday night has to be like just seeing him waddle back and forth twice in New England. That's starting to make a little sense, especially if we're talking tinfoil hats. Yeah, another guy I was going to say is maybe Durham Smythe. I continue to, you know, see the way he was utilized last week. I thought he did pretty well. So you think Durham Smythe gets a, a tutty? Sorry, Lane. You think he gets a tutty in this game? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm jinxing this, and then, but I and then did. he hits the gritty. Then he hits the gritty. How about that? And just oh points at him. Just points at him like a, a yeah, that'd be great. Dude, Durham Smythe hitting the gritty and just staring at Mike Asiki would be the greatest football play in history. That would be so much fun to watch. I don't know if I'm jinxing it, but I do have a Alec Ingold 13 to one touchdown ticket. I had it last week. I, I think that's another one where it's just gonna be maybe a wheel route or something, and he's just wide open. Uh yeah, you're watching Tyree Kill, man. Any of these guys can just all of a sudden be all alone. Looking at the schedule, Joshua, as we begin to wrap up here, a win does so much for this Miami Dolphins team. Not only are you starting the season with back-to-back wins, it'd be two road wins against AFC opponents going into a Denver showdown on September 24th, following a trip to Buffalo. Josh, we were going to learn so much about this team, but I mean, even if it's in a very ugly two and two split, then you got the Giants Panthers as the next two after that. So, I mean, where do you feel this game fits is like a tone setter. And even I'll go as far to say, 
a week two must win. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like it's a week two must win unless you're the New England Patriots, right? You might feel like you have to win this game. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a tone center. Again, it's Bill Belichick's defense. I mean, they're not the same Pats, but it is kind of the same Pats. And I think we a lot of us are overlooking them because they have McCorkle Jones, a quarterback, a guy who, again, offensive rookie of the year, right? I mean, or rookie of the year, I guess, as a rookie. So, I mean, he has some talent. I mean, I know he's two of those backup, but I think definitively beating the New England Patriots and then, you know, continuing this momentum. I mean, is anybody scared of Denver Broncos? Is anybody scared of Denver Broncos at this point? I don't I don't know if anybody's scared of Denver Broncos. I mean, the Buffalo Bills um, look beatable, but that's probably the team that will really set the tone. But for now, I'm going to go with this being that tone setter. And if they can beat the New England Patriots in a convincing fashion that we really haven't seen, you know, over the last few meetings, I will feel very, very good heading into these next few weeks. And again, when you looked at this schedule at the beginning of the year, there were some games at the beginning of the season that, you know, made you a little bit worried. And this was definitely one of them. I think Miami's defensive line is going to come back with vengeance. Yes, the defense had three sacks last week, but I think even Vangio kind of said it. There was too much hero ball going on. Considering the injuries that the Patriots are working with up front, I mean, this could be the Christian Wilkins three sacks game to really set the tone for his, uh, uh, you know, next contract or Jalen Phillips, his three sack game to get those uh, defensive player of the year talks going. Above both of those, man, the stars are aligning for Bradley Chubb to finally show why the Dolphins traded a first round pick, give him that big contract, because I think the clock isn't ticking like he's not going anywhere. But I mean, each time he's out on the field and we don't see a big play, I mean, that, that doubt gets just a slightly bit bigger. Yeah, and I, I mean, I continue to go back to it. And I mean, it was just a tweet. But at the time, Roquan Smith was still in the trade block. And I kept thinking, you know, Dolphins could use that middle presence in that linebacking core. And I think if you look at their. Um, you know, their salaries, I think Roquan might be making a little bit less than Bradley Chubb. So every time I see Bradley Chubb and, you know, you hear about the struggles, I just continue to think, man, maybe they should have traded for Roquan Smith. But I'm a nobody. I have no idea. And I do think tons of pressures last week. Um, he's going to bring down Mac, Mac Jones. And I think, you know, maybe force a fumble or two. So I think Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, they're going to take this game over. And um, at that point, all you need is two tongue of a low on that offense to just do enough to beat the Patriots. And then we move on and um, let's ride. Last question I have before predictions set the over under three and a half sacks of Mac Jones next week or on Sunday, I should say taking the over or under. Sorry. What was the over under? I'm not even sure what it is. I three and a half. Three, oh. three and a half sacks of Mac Jones. Dolphins had three sacks last week. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get five this week.